Looking for an electrician? Having trouble with TV aerial or satellite signals? With over 30 years experience in the electrical trade, as well as TV aerial and satellite installations, Fraser Watson is the man you can call to help you out. From planning and implementing the electrical installation in your new home, to installing a new socket in your bedroom, there's no job too big or too small, Fraser can handle them all. Indoor and outdoor power and lighting, outbuildings, farm buildings, Fraser covers all areas of domestic, industrial and commercial installations. On top of this, Fraser can wall mount your all singing and dancing 75 inch smart telly in your lounge as well as your smaller screen option in your bedroom. Running and concealing all cables and providing you with FreeSat, FreeView, Sky or any online options you require through Wi-Fi or wired connections to your home internet hub. Fraser Watson Electrical is based in Turriff and covers all of Aberdeenshire. Just give Fraser a call on 077-394-07861 or find him on Facebook at Fraser Watson Electrical TV Aerial and Satellite Services. Alternatively, you can email him at FraserWatsonElectrical at gmail.com. Although government restrictions remain in place, if you're planning work for the future, give Fraser a call for an estimate. With competitive rates guaranteed and a proud reputation for being neat and tidy, there's only one man to call. So for all your electrical, TV and satellite needs, call Fraser today without delay. A disgustingly clean episode this week, folks, with just one swear word identified. All the same, watch out for it. It's a pleasure to welcome you back to the Beyond Canal Park podcast, one of the top 10 Banff-based podcasts on the market. This week has seen the juniors finally make a decision on the future of this season, probably the right one, but it means another non-event for our local North Region junior teams. At least now clubs, officials and players have time to relax and prepare for pre-season come June and the highly anticipated return for a proper new season come July. It's about time the Highland League put everyone out of their misery and did the same. Thank you very much for your messages and emails this week regarding recent podcasts. They've been flying in from everywhere. It's really pleasing and gives me a buzz to read them all, so keep them coming in. A late call-off from this week's guest means it's time for an impromptu Beyond Hamden Park spin-off pre-match special. So here's what we had to say. Welcome back to another episode of the Beyond Canal Park podcast and this week it's an impromptu Beyond Hamden Park special as we look forward to the triple header for the World Cup qualifiers coming up. Those of you expecting to tune in here, Scott Thompson, he will be with us in the next series. Unfortunately, couldn't make it this week, so we'll have to make do with my two Scotland regulars. I've got Colin Brook with me. How are you doing, Brookie? Hi, very good, James. Thanks for having me on again. And John McClay, how's it going? Good, good to be back. Seems like a long time since the last games. All right, magic. Well, let's crack into it. Right, well, we better start with a squad that was announced on Tuesday. Uh, if we could work our way through it, possibly. 
Um, Starting with goalies uh, is a natural place to start. Uh, Steve Clark has named a big squad ahead of the, the Austria, Israel, and Pharaoh's games, as we'd expect. Uh, uh, there'll be a call off or two after this weekend's round of games, I'm sure. Um, and it's a triple header. Goalie wise, no big surprise. Errors are Marshall, Gordon, and McLaughlin. The latter may be the only that it raises an eye, considering his game time is limited at Rangers, John. I. Ugh. I don't think the third choice goalie was ever get a play, regardless of how it was. So, um, Marshall if he's fit, and Gordon if he's nay. Aye, Brookie, would you have preferred to have maybe a younger keeper that's playing more regularly in at three for experience, or is uh, uh, it no brainer for no. you? Clark says he's happy this week with three goalies, um, and so our McLaughlin and Marshall have been constants. Again, he's had McGilvery and McCrory as a younger keeper that's sort of obviously been in a, a squad or two, I think. But yeah. Gordon's come back in. I think he's content and he's got, so I say, McCrory in the background as a younger keeper, sort of, yeah. sort of ready and waiting. So, no, he's fairly settled and, yeah, I think that's fine for us. McLaughlin seems to be trusted to come in and do a job for, for Rangers as well, so he's nae, he's nae mug. John? Yeah. No, not uh, I presume there's been a wee bit of chat about McGregor. Um, we may as well come on. Um, Aye. Um, for me, we've spoken about Scott Brown retiring <laughs> and they wanting him back. And for me, it's the same for McGregor. He's chosen to play for Scotland. He shouldn't have been in a conversation for me. No, I, I agree. I said the same thing about Scott Brown. You kind of turn your back in your country for, for this length of time and then just come back for the tournament. Uh, but Brookie, for me, he probably is Scotland's best goalkeeper at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He, he, certainly, from what I've seen on the telly this season, he's uh, um, yeah, he's been absolutely superb. It's, it's just some of the individual saves have been can, quite unbelievable. <laughs> one old firm match Ibrox uh, a couple of months ago, and then that one obviously last week away uh, at Slavia uh, Prague. Um, uh, rolling back the years, 39 year old I, I noticed yeah, as well that Zlatan had been recalled for, for Sweden so there's a bit of pre- precedence there as well <laughs> uh, I'm with John so I'm, I think it's uh, and that's probably why he's having such a, a good you know, um, sort of end to his career, he's, he's sort of ditched international stuff and concentrated on clubs so it's, I don't think there was ever any from either side um, so it's just yeah. the press really isn't it Think so. Mark Marshall's had his fitness issues lately. I think he was on the bench for Derby again last weekend. Are we worried there, John? That if he keeps picking up niggles, would you would you then say, well, maybe an SOS to McGregor in that circumstance? It's definitely a worry because uh, since kind of October, November, you could look across the squad and there's various players and uh, teams that our boys play for that are struggling this season. So mm-hmm. um, certainly, if he's not fit. I think we I think we can depend on Gordon for the Euros if we need to. Aye, aye. Brookie, happy with Gordon? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's been... Uh, can you see on the TV a couple of cup games and stuff? He still looks like a class act. Um, uh, and there was one save in the semi-final against Hibs that was on. Yeah, remarkable save again. So uh, he's a, he's always been kind of a favourite of mine over the years and I've got any issues with him stepping in. Nah, nah, I think you're right. Um, even though he's playing first division football, I think he'll be back next season. Will the hearts? They'll be flying again. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, I would say so. Okay, uh, I suppose it is uh, defence. John Farr, we look pretty light uh, as we have done for the last few years. Uh, 
I really didn't think we'd see Considine again, to be honest, but, but he's in there. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, I'm quite pleased for Considine because he did the well. Um, he's a steady Eddie at Aberdeen, so I think it would have been harsh to drop him. I'm, I'm much more annoyed that uh, Hanley's made it back. Like, <laughs> his form might be good in the Championship, but there's no question that that's his level. Whenever he plays any higher, he looks absolutely terrible. Uh, I agree um, there, Brooke Ian Hanley. I certainly raised an eyebrow the last couple of squads he's been in, but I, I did a wee a wee bit of research and they, they love him down there. Eh? Him, Daniel Fark, the manager, and Aye. some of the the fanzines are saying that Hanley and the boy Ben Gibson are the best central defence partnership they've had since Fark has been at the club, and they've only conceded twenty six goals in thirty seven matches. But as John says, it's it's near at the. The, the top level so but they didn't love him Mark, in the premiership that's for sure no they didn't <laughs> but he's got a run of games he's not injured and I don't know if that's played into why Clark's you know uh, decided to bring him back in again but um, he did I have him in the squad though eh, for the last round he did cool uh, boot, I wonder he? if Cooper was fit I wonder if whether it would have been Hanley or whether it would have been Henry one of the two that wouldn't have gotten into the squad Hanley or Constantine I think <laughs> Uh, possibly, yeah, yeah, possibly. McKenna seems to be a decent form in the championship for his for his playing, but again, injury uh, problems there a bit recently. Uh, I still think there's just he, he's just got a bomb scare in him, McKenna. Like he looks like he could just be an absolute beast. Uh, but he's young enough. He's kind of if he gets a run of games at that level and. Ken, I still hope for him. I'd rather hear him than Hanley, that's for sure. Aye, aye. Um, Tierney obviously will be included as a centre-back, but I'm sure, unfortunately, probably McTominay as well. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see Clark changing from that. Um, it's working. I would really like to see him in midfield, like I think most aye, of us, but aye. until we get sort of a... You know, a more secure back three. If you know, we're just waiting for maybe one more to step out from all these, you know, Aye. fringe squad players um, to uh, nail down a place beside Gallagher and and Tierney. I think you'll see him in that back three again. Aye. John, uh, um, Gallagher was one of the standouts for the the qualification games, but Motherwell have struggled this season. Are you surprised he never moved on? Uh, reading between the lines it looks well it certainly looked as though he was nailed on to go to Celtic but that might happen in the summer I'm not sure mm. he's, I mean he's 30 now so he's a spring chicken um, I think he's a type of boy for will raise his game for Scotland and, um, I think he's played okay for Motherwell yeah. I think he's been in and out a wee bit as well um, yeah uh, Brookie, you're the, the man for kind of keeps an eye on the, the foreign players playing in foreign leagues uh, and Henry seems to be putting a bit of form together albeit in a Belgium sort of mid-table team uh, He's at uh, Oostend and I think they're Oostend Something like that We'll go with that, like that. But I think they're, they're sitting fourth so they're actually pushing for um, I think uh, European qualification He's got a couple of goals and he's played sort of thirty plus games. So he's Aye. and uh, I think again the, the fans in the club for what I can sort of uh, g- gather are really impressed with him. They really like him. The manager certainly loves him. Um, so uh, why not? He's a, can, I, he's a he didn't obviously benefit much of getting such an early move nah, to Celtic, and that maybe set him back a bit. Um, but he's playing regularly now. Mm-hmm. He's a young player. He's clearly talented. So I've not got an issue of 
you know, folk in that sort of um, bracket coming into the squad if, if they're going to be looked at going forward. Uh, and a right footer, John, as well, which is lacking in our, our defence. So can we see him getting a first cap at some point on the right or three in this, this triple header? I think it'll depend how the first game goes. Um, but by the Pharaohs, why not give him a shot? Aye, aye. A few maybe deserve a shot there. Wingbacks, it's a tale of two sides really, isn't it? I mean, on the left we've got our captain, Premier League, Champions League winner, Andy Robertson, with the option of Kieran Tierney, if need be. Uh, Robbo is going to play, Tierney's going to play centre-half. Greg Taylor's a waste of slot in the squad for me, John. Aye, definitely. Um, he's not getting a sniff. I think if one of the two, Tierney or Robertson, were injured or struggling for fitness, then it might have warranted another left-back, but he could probably get a while with Considine. Yeah, as a wing-back, but as a left-back. Yeah, in a four. Uh, the one boy I wondered about, rather than Taylor, was Hickey at Bologna. Would uh, it have been better chance. Chance. Uh, you're a foreign correspondent. Hickey over Taylor. Yeah, he's kind of fell out the team, to be honest, Hickey. Um, and he got sent off not long ago as well. Um, mm. So it's just a wee bump in the road, I guess, for a young lad. He's done incredibly well. Um Aye. Taking off him, he's he's done amazing to just go over there and kind of walk into the team and, and hold his own. And t- Taylor um, doesn't barely get a game for for Celtic, nah, does he? Nah. Uh, the it's thing, just a waste it, of space. Like the start the start of season, he was flying at Celtic. Though, eh? he uh, was he gets in uh, he gets in a lot of attacking positions. He gets right up a park, and you see he if uh, you can get the stats, he had a lot of assists. He was out and his balls across the face of goal that were I fantastic. Right back on with that, ain't like. <laughs> I was just going to say, he bought that boy Laxalt and he, he got binned and uh, he's honking. Uh, he is honking, yeah. Um, I, for, for me, Rob went to need to play in our three of the games, at least one of them, but we'll, we'll come on to that maybe in a bit. But yeah. on the right, he's shown loyalty to O'Donnell and Palmer. Neither of the two of them really fill me with much confidence. Um, for me, would there be an option, especially against the likes of the Pharaohs, to play Fraser there and go mere attacking? Because a lot of our best chances fell to the, to the wing backs in that game. So we, yep. we got narrowly beat or drew in just, just after the Serbia game. Yeah. I, I said to you guys before, I think, on a pod that I, I quite like the idea of Ryan Fraser in that right wing back role. Aye. Definitely. Or for me. Games. I or for us, well, the games where we are, the onus is on us to do more attack and we're trying to break teams down and score. Maybe less likely in the games where, again, like we were away at Denmark or Austria and we defending. But a boy, like, those kind of guys have got great engines up and down. Uh, and when they do get into the final third, they've got like a bit of composure, you know, experience in that area of the park. Whereas that's maybe where O'Donnell will get up and down there. But if he does get into the uh, final third, more often not. He's a great a, chance that he should have tucked uh, away. Like. John, for you, O'Donnell, Steve Clark came out and was very defensive about him. He obviously loves him, eh? Uh, he, he actually said he's his first choice, Palmer's second Palmer's choice. Palmer's backup, he must be spewing. <laughs> backup to O'Donnell's a blow. Like, yeah, it's a blow. Uh, but, that's a retirement uh, you, right there. Like. <laughs> did you think that those comments were necessary? I mean, yeah, if I'm O'Donnell, that, that, does not, that if, doesn't fill me with confidence. I feel patronised by that, like... I, I I did thought that was unnecessary. I needs he was asked about Patterson, and I needs to do is say I he's in for the future. He'll uh, get his chance. It uh, wasn't very necessary for uh, me. 
definitely no. I, I mean there's it is another position that we really aren't a blessed into no. the right back no, and we'll come to your selections I think we've all got different means that, that could play there but uh, if we're moving to midfield this is apparently where our greatest strength lies and again Clark said that uh, it was re- we'll, we'll talk about players who never made it but that was reasons for Turnbull Nega and then um, McGregor, Jack Armstrong, McGinn and Christie they're all stick-ons for any squad if they're fit in my opinion McTominay I want to count as a midfielder as well although I guess he probably won't be Fleck and McLean mm. maybe the ones that, that could find their th- places under threat before long John Aye um, we've got a lack of holding midfielders especially if we're mm. playing McTominay as a, as a defender which it seems like we probably will through uh, the Euros I looks would think like it. Uh, post Euros I would like to think McTominay comes into midfield but um, potentially Fleck and McLean could be a little bit more defensive um, aye, aye. I'm not sure I, I, I don't think either of the two really warrant Fleck's playing in a really poor Sheffield United right. team this season and mm-hmm. he's probably not doing that badly if, compared to some of the others in the team uh, we'll come to his <laughs> Scotland colleague later on but um but no, I, I would have probably liked to have seen at least one of them dropped for some of the other guys. Aye. Brookie, McTominay, we're looking to see him play in midfield. It's really only him or Jack for that defensive midfield role, is it? Uh, yeah, it could be. It depends on the opposition for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're away from home against better opposition, I'd maybe argue that if we're playing three in the middle of midfield, you could probably have both of them anchor in the midfield and maybe like a McGinn or someone can yeah. able to, to push forward and start counter-attacks and stuff. But uh, these three games, you know, one at home and then the two away, you pr- it would probably only be the need for, for one of them. So, I think we've got two at home, haven't we? Uh, Austria's I, one, at home. Austria and Pharaohs are both at home, aren't they? Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. yeah. Aye. But Aye. I don't think any of them are, are going to be ultra-defensive performances no. from us, so... McGinn's had a bit of a quieter spell at Villa recently. I think the old stats men were on him about losing the bar heat, but uh, probably our most dynamic player in that centre midfield role. Is he getting up and doing, John? Uh, yeah, I think we've been playing him out of position, to be uh, honest. He's wide and stuff. Is uh, a bit to me, he's a box to box midfielder. He's good enough defensively. I think he can. Uh, he puts he a shift. Could, uh, he could play alongside a McTomney or a Jack and then get an extra creative player in there. Probably Armstrong for me just now. Mm. Um, Fuzz had a cracking season for Southampton. That's right. Um, probably but, one most think, informed player. I, I, I can see him missing out. Like I, it, it, I would, I would be my team. But I can see, I kind of see. I think Clark might keep him like on the bench against Austria. I wouldn't think, think it's going to be, be very harsh if he misses you on a scene. To be yeah. honest, but I think I think I, you're I right. I think he loves Christie, and fair enough, Christie's done the business for us a lot recently. Yeah. But he's not exactly in great form. McGinn's not in great form, McGregor's not in great form, but that's the names he's probably going to go with. Yeah, I agree. It's, and that will be really harsh, but I think that's what will line up against Austria. Aye. McGregor plays every game. Every yeah. single game he plays. And I've only seen him play one good game, and that was the Serbia. Now, at least it was the biggest stage. Game, yeah, yeah. He picked a good game to play, <laughs> but for me, I'd take Armstrong in on, on current form, he's in. Yes. Aye. Two uncapped strikers made the squad. Thoughts on the inclusions? Uh, che Adams, after he turned us down, John? Realised he never played for England and pulled <laughs> the Euros too much, Nick? Uh, there's uh, the Mick Adams was the big news. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, ach, hey, ideally he would be a hundred percent Scottish, um, mm. but he's a hundred percent English, and we just need. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, if he pits in a shift and he performs, will we really care? We didn't care about Dykes, and he's Australian. Uh, Dykes has came in and it started flying and it looks like he cares fit with dinner I want is if we get to go down the road Brooke you are another like a Matt Ritchie for basically he used this to further his own career get a move and then then just call off all the time Ken yeah the Euros is a big pool let's hope it's near yeah I do a bit let's just give him a two things to to put an alternative slant on it he Mm. was 19 or 20 when he turned us down and uh, to be fair it was Alex McLeish um, so <laughs> we weren't playing very well at that point. Um, and the other thing I'd say is that um, he didn't. Uh, Steve Clark's approached him. He didn't have to choose us. You know, at that point, he has actually said, "You know what? Right, I I will play for Scotland." Realizing that that's it, he only gets to make that choice once. So, to his credit, he has actually said, "No, do you know what? I played a few more years. I'm gonna I'm gonna come and I'm gonna play for Scotland." So, like you say, John, as long as he pits in a shift like uh, Dyke yeah. did, since he came in, the fans will I'll take them hopefully, and that'll be that'll be that. I mean, I th- probably think Dykes deserves to play against Austria. Still, I think. For me, if you get, get Adams a couple of sub-appearances in the first two games and throw him in for the start against Pharaohs, a couple of goals, fans will take to him, English or nay. That's the best yeah. way to introduce him for me. I think yeah. depending on how the Austria game goes, though, I well, think yeah. you're right, Dykes yeah. will probably start at, um, he'll probably get on at some point, but mm. I think in the second game against Israel, if we lose to Austria, we need to win that game. So That's right. um, mm-hmm. I could see Dykes and... Adams playing because uh, th- I've seen him playing kind of half at Ings at times for Southampton. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's done okay. Aye, Adams off of Dykes is an option because Dykes isn't a goal scorer. He's never been in great goal scoring form, uh, but Ken, he, he's done the job for Scotland. He needs to do. Aye. Brookie, does he have no place? Scoring goals for Hebs can't be any worse than, than Burke McBurney or, or even Shankland. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're we're still sort of um, trying a few different options, aren't we? But I've been impressed with Nisbet this season. You know, he's 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 got a lot of goals in him. He scored, you know, like seventy plus goals in two and a half seasons. Granted, uh, majority of them are in the the championship, but he's obviously kens where the goals are. Yeah. But it's not just that he's got can he he comes a lot deeper. A lot of time he brings other boys into play. He's quite comfortable running with the ball at his feet and, and going past players and stuff like that. He seems to have quite a lot about him. Um, and if he's taken either Shanklin's place or Griffiths' place, then, well, aye, he's, a, he's a young Scottish player that's in better form than those players. So yeah. why not? He's worth a look. Eh? He's worth a look. Shanklin's yeah. had a chance. He's not really done too much. So we may as well have a look at somebody else. He's unlikely to play. Aye. Oh, a good experience for him, if nothing else. Right, boys, I think um, what I agreed, I think we are agreed on Clark's team for we think is going to play. Uh, we did it separately, but we've come up with the same thing. So we think Clark's lineup will be Marshall and Goals, McTominay, Gallagher, Kieran Tierney, O'Donnell on the right, Robbo on the left, Jack, McGregor, and McGinn, and Christie off of Dykes. I think, I think that's how Clark's going to go, is it? He's going to be pretty loyal. Aye, I think I think he probably maybe owes the boys boys that they they got us through, but um, I think going on form and fitness, it's uh, we'd like to see a couple of changes in there. I think. Uh, well, you for your team that you gave to me, John, you think you think you would hear maybe Henry in at the back? 
I am kind of undecided in the back three. I think because I've got in my head McTominay's got to play there, I kind of originally stuck him there, mm. but uh, Jack didn't feature in the squad a time midweek for, aye, for aye. Rangers, so I'm not sure if he's going to make it. So th- for me, I would definitely stick McTominay rather than, than a Fleck or a McLean into the midfield. Um, aye, yeah. Brookie, you, you've gone with McKenna. I. Uh, for me, that's purely just so I can get McTominay in Aye, midfield. Uh, that holding role midfield, which is would be harsh on Jack if he were fit. Uh, he's uh, not even playing much, so I, I no. would hate McTominay in that midfield, definitely. Do you yeah, think that Gallagher that, can play on the right, though? Would that end up with Gallagher on the right? It would. It Unless would you play Henry, yeah, if it's McKenna, then you'd hate to play Gallagher on the right, eh? or Tierney, maybe. Yeah, I yeah think. You'd, you'd have Gallagher right, and then... McKenna in the McKenna middle and the centre your name the left of the three I think would be how that would I work I think that would work out okay I think Gallagher needs to play in the middle I think he found out in the side I think he might be uh, uh, possibly possibly uh, uh, Robbo we agree with uh, you've both nay picked a Donald right wing back though John you, you fancy Palmer and Brookie ambitiously although I do agree with the, with the sentiments you've gone with Fraser yeah um, aye, it, it, certainly my team maybe looks a lot different to who Clark would select. But I think yeah, Fraser just, against you likes your Pharaohs uh, in Moldova's. But I think Austria probably nay, not a chance. <laughs> definitely certainly nay, Clark. <laughs> no, he's nay. No, he's nay. <laughs> the reason I would go Palmer is just I think he's got a bit more speed. But um, it's a flip of a coin, and Clark's been pretty clear that O'Donnell's number one. So aye, we're yep. stuck with him. Yep. Um, you're both binning off Callum McGregor and Ryan Jack then for, for McTominay, McGinn and Armstrong in that midfield uh, just on form I think uh, I think Armstrong's probably our most informed player I think McGinn needs to play he's probably over the last two years been our best player and yeah. McTominay yeah. I just think looks really strong for Man United Aye. he's near the finished article and but I think just that work rate and I there's a reason he gets picked in other big games. He plays other big games for United. You're right, and that says something. Definitely. <laughs> um, I think when well, fact is we've stuck with Christie. I think he deserves it, um, despite yeah. being in the form of his life. But uh, you've picked different strikers, Brookie. You love Dykes, and you've got him in there. But but Johns has chucked Dad. John's chucked Adams straight in. McAdams <laughs> is in. <laughs> um, wow. ach, it's probably negative to happen, but. Um, and it would be unfair on Dykes, um, but he's not scored since November. Aye. Um, Although I, I did read he had a game of his life uh, the other night. I know it's QPR scored three in a comeback. No <laughs> goals, no assists. <laughs> but apparently he had a game of his life. Uh, hey, aye, he'd, be, he'd be murdering your fantasy football team. Aye. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he'd be Fletcher. Because <laughs> he's not he really hardly ever scored. Or, or get, you could be, Just he, against your brought. Aye, he got through a power of work and won his fair share. He brought a load of boys into the game and won knock-ons and stuff, which Aye. was invaluable when we needed it. But I, th- I think Dykes is going to be a similar sort of thing. He's not going to break any records for goals, that's for sure. Definitely not. Um, fit about exclusions to the squad then. Um, obviously, regulars Ollie Bart, Callum Parson missed out, not selected. Cooper obviously injured. Forrest on a comeback trail, I think, but still not deemed fit. Um, anybody else you think is being harshly left out? 
Uh, well, me, I, I wasn't mad on him being the squad in the first place, but Parsons, again, he he probably feeling quite hard done by. Mm. I would imagine, would you say? Um, he's had a couple of goals actually for Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I noticed he's, he's played <laughs> thirty five games, seven goals. Uh, he offers a threat for set pieces, and his eye was turned up. He's that so, battering ram that can come uh, on, and, and he can also play in a couple of different positions. And for me. If it's between him and McBurney, oh, John mm. McBurney's oh, out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, there's only a number of players you could pick over McBurney the way uh, he plays for Scotland. Um, I never even mentioned Griffiths there. Obviously, is is, is out and ah uh, again. Ah, he's not fit. He's not firing, but still for twenty minutes. If you're if you're looking at a bench and it's Griffiths or McBurney, Griffiths I've, every day. Uh, I mean, I've been yeah. a wee bit critical of Griffiths in the past, just with his attitude and that, and kind of wasting his probably his peak years of his career um, and he's not been playing much for Celtic either so it's it's a tricky to pick a few players we'll, uh, and we moan a lot about <laughs> within a within a pick players that are playing and all the rest of it so. true. it's true every Scotland fan every Scotland fan wants Griffiths in, in the squad eh? every Scotland fan wants him playing f- club football uh, scoring goals and being part of the Scotland setup, but it just it's it's it would be hard to justify it longer. He's not playing. Yeah, and, I think so. yeah, just, yeah, there's two players for me that hit to go and loan in January, and it was Griffiths and Gilmore, mm-hmm. and they could have had a push towards the squad for the Euros you know, if they found a bit of form. But uh, their clubs obviously weren't wanting to keep players away as kind of year in particular. And for me, Gilmore doesn't deserve to be in the squad if he's no. not playing for Chelsea at the moment or playing somewhere. Uh, he, he, he's not doing it. He's just finding his way into a first-team squad and stuff like that. Yeah. He's, he's near ready. No, I, I was watching a Chelsea game midweek and uh, they made the subs at the end and I thought, oh, flip's sake, give Gilmore a wee chance. Why are they taking on Emerson? When he scores his first <laughs> touch. <laughs> <laughs> Turnbull, though, maybe made a grieved in Gilmore. I would have liked to seen him at least get into the squad maybe a chancey because I think he offers Mayer going forward than a couple of others he offers a bit of everything in that midfield really he's Mayer like McGinn than any of the rest of them probably uh, yeah. Turnbull and Gald are the two I think that Aye. probably had a had a shot I, w- I would have certainly left either Fleck or McLean for one uh, of them Brookie, you're, you're not only president of the Dykes fan club, you're the, the treasurer of the Ryan Gald Appreciation Society as well. You'd have loved to hear him in, wouldn't you? Uh, he's he's um, absolutely flying this season. I've seen him a bit and um, I found a few good sort of social media sites which are tracking his progress and stuff like that as well. So he's, I stalk our he's, sites. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so he's, he's finally, it looks like he's near the prospect that might produce and he's actually producing he's he's playing for frenzy he's a captain less fancy team in the league if you like but a stat a couple of stats he's he's been involved in 99 uh, shots on goal um, 49 shots himself and 50 chances created so add them together 99 and that's the highest in the league for any one player and he's playing doing near the bottom of the league with Ferenczi. Um, Shot accuracy percentage? Uh, well, he's, but he's, good. I mean, he's, he's, scoring, he's scoring some great goals, great assists. Nah. He's scoring with back heels and stuff like that. He's, nah, he he just been, looks... 
You've been banging his drum for a while now, yeah. Brookie, and I think he maybe does deserve I mean, he was in the squad when he was a youngster. I think it was Poland. Mm. It was way back in 2014 or something. Oh, I think was that was Robo's the... debut? Ah, I think it maybe was, was I think that was to try and cap him in case he turned out like aye. brilliant and played for Portugal. The Scottish Messi, mine, he was going to be. I think for me, Gold and Turnbull aye. could be ahead of McBurney and Fleck. But, you know, aye, but aye. I think... I would have taken McBurney. We don't need that strikers. No. But Burnie for yeah. at least one of them. I yeah. think uh, going towards the Euros, I presume the squads are going to be 23 is yeah, the usual tournament. Trim, so with a few players to trim, but I just can't see him binning McBurney. Yeah. I tell you, fit, though, boys, it's, it's funny how things can change quickly for young players because I would say last time we were doing podcasts about Scotland, we were tipping... Uh, Lewis Ferguson, the boy McCrory to be breaking into the squad this <laughs> yeah. year, but there was no clamour for them coming yeah. into this squad at all. No, they've they've uh, they've been severely hampered by uh, Aberdeen being absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, lads, this is obviously another triple header: Austria at Hamden, Israel away, and then Pharaohs at Hamden. For me, I think if we're going to qualify for the World Cup in Qatar, we need to take seven points for these three games, John. Um, aye, seven's a minimum. I actually think if Austria come uh, to Hamden, we are weak inside. I'm not convinced that'll happen, but mm. I think we need to see that as we need to win that game. Aye. If we were to qualify for a World Cup, we need to start beating Israel. Definitely. And then, <laughs> and then Pharaohs has got to be a six ah. points, Ken, so... I think nine. I think we need nine. Okay. Uh, well, if you look at it this way, you've got to win your home games if you want to qualify for a tournament, right? So the opener against Australia is on. Yeah. We can't lose. We can't yeah. lose it. So, I, I mean, seven is probably the least we should be looking for if we want to qualify. No. But I'd, I'd rather have nine. Oh, definitely. Definitely. How do we rate the Austria stroke squad that, that's come in? Uh, they've named a 43 man squad uh, because <laughs> there's possible that, that 19 when I make it, the Bundesliga players, but I've got a feeling that uh, all those players will be available. I think you touched on that, John. Hi, I, I'd be very surprised if, if the hail of the Bundesliga players didn't play international <sighs> football because I presume Germany's got games. And I think it was more because UK's on in the danger list, is it? Is that mm. the. Aye, but other other teams have been calling up Bundesliga oh, okay, players okay, either, okay, so yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. made a Bundesliga I thing, a Germany if thing. If they played in Scotland, the ones that came to Scotland would have to isolate quarantine to go back, which is... But I looked at their squad. I mean, there's only seven out of that 43 that have never been capped before. It's near a Czech Republic situation. No. Um, so they'll prioritise which players they need for both games because they've got Denmark at home as part of that triple header as well. That's right. Um, but they certainly want to be a, a team that we're just going to stroll against. Uh, six games sure. unbeaten. They won their Nations League group, which had Norway, Romania, Northern Ireland in it. They qualified for the Euros, second to Poland in a group that had Israel, Macedonia and Slovenia. So, uh, Ken, they're at our level, if not better, for sure. I think they're I think they're better. <laughs> I think if they've got their full squad, they're they're a better squad than we are. But hey, you can uh, we can hope that they're a wee bit depleted. But I guess we say yeah. we've got to win our home games. Again, it's not the same without fans. But no, we need to get yeah. a job done. I think uh, you look at their squad: Alaba at Bayern, Dragovic, the other defender at Leverkusen, yeah. the goalies at Wolfsburg, the boy Schlager is as well. They've got Sabitzer uh, scores goals at Red Bull Leipzig. 
Uh, 43 man squad, but no, an out of it. Has he done winter nationals? Is he injured? Fitz? I've never seen his name in the 43. Yeah. Like. <laughs> He's out in China, lying uh, in a sun lounger. He's still playing in the Nations League, though. Is he? Uh, so. I hadn't heard anything uh, about him, but no. it's probably a good thing. If probably, yeah. <laughs> You've seen uh, their defence is the strongest part of their squad. I, I was looking at them. Alaba and Dragovic have got 160 odd caps between uh, just the two of them. That's um, aye, so they are hugely experienced. I mean, Alaba has been rated as a class player for years, but I noticed by yeah. Arna, they're near a uni's contract. He's leaving on a oh, Bosman. Really? I think he wanted to leave. I think oh, he's wanting okay. a payday. Payday in the Prem. I, I think he sometimes plays midfield for. He plays for basically Austria, anywhere. He? Well, he, his last game, the lineup, he was left wing. Okay. Yeah, it was a 4 4 2, basically, and he was playing on the left. But he can play defensive midfield. He plays centre half, play left back. He was a uh, top goal scorer in their 2014 World Cup qualifying campaign. No <laughs> bad <laughs> for a defender. Uh, we need Robo to start adding goals to his I game. Think, I think. Uh, <laughs> have you boys seen the the, the young lad they've got, uh, Christoph Baumgartner, um, oh. Hoffenheim? At Man United now that are sniffing about him. Uh, I've seen, seen a lot of him, like. <laughs> Go and do yourself a favour and just look him up on YouTube. Uh, uh, we leave I, we I, leave the foreign scout in the you, Brookie. You're I, our foreign correspondent. <laughs> but he is. Uh, I, he's he looks like he's going to be um, someone else, that lad. Um, so uh, it's safe to us three games, but. Uh, well, well, we can't. That's going to be our toughest match, the three. But Israel's popped up again, John, and we've got some very bittersweet memories of that trip to Tel Aviv a couple of years ago. We've really not been able to get the better of them. Do you see us being in our toughie? Uh, it's it's just going to be the same, I think. It's going to be a close game, or hopefully be a close game, because although the score was close out in Tel Aviv the mm. last time, the, no. the, they seemed miles ahead of us that day. But... Um, uh, it's it's a game we just need to, we need to beat them if we want to qualify for a World Cup we've got to beat us got to beat them twice hey? um, same danger man I'm assuming Zahavi is it Solomon and that right back that had Andy Robertson right on toast like, Eli Dasa he, he kind of looked like an Israeli mole uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, for that Ian, I would play Tierney at left wing back I think Tierney would get a better of him I think he'd get me a joy out of them than Robertson. Uh, Robo would get... I got nothing out of him, did he? Or yeah. a few times I played Because he'll rest him for one game. I, I'd play Tierney yeah. in that game on the left wing back. Yeah, just maybe try and push your boy back a bit because yeah. Robo couldn't get out. The boy was on top of him yeah. the whole time. Every time we've played him, Robertson yeah. struggled against him. Yeah, Has exactly. Tierney played in that game, so... Uh, he maybe played in the centre-half, did he? I think he one of them played right back out there. Uh, possibly did, didn't he? Yeah. But I think... Hey, and Tierney behind Robo gives him a wee bit more license, but I would like to see them potentially interchange a wee bit because mm. Tierney's been very good for Arsenal. Like, aye, aye. Um, but he is a better defender. If it was a game they played where Robo wasn't available and Tierney played, was it Slovakia or was aye, it the one of that was and he was and he Tierney was, was brilliant. Magic, aye. <laughs> He's aye, absolutely he was brilliant. By far. Um, and the way things are gone, Tierney's getting, well, I think we have said it before that, that Tierney will probably end up being the better player. I think I see him getting a big move again. Again, John's an Arsenal fan, but I think there are bigger clubs than Arsenal that might be sniffing about him in time. I've heard some people talking about Man City. I think Pep's, Pep quite likes him, so I wonder if there'll be anything in that. 
John, the Pharaohs you've said, well, we need to beat them. Although they seem to be in their best spell since I can mind. They've moved up the rankings a bit and, and they were a great, was it, pot five team for us to get out of the, the choices. Aye, we've got to be happy with the Pharaohs, I think. Aye. Regardless of their form, um, a country like that, we shouldn't be worrying too much about. But I'm just never sure with Scotland. Surely we've got a manager now that when I let let us slip up, make it, he'll be nah. properly prepared for that day. He wouldn't take them lightly. Jay Adams' hat trick for that, please. <laughs> Um, I'm so. speaking to, to Odd Marfero, uh, who obviously plays for the Faroe Islands on Tuesday for a, for a podcast. So uh, I'll try and get the game plan out of him and send it to Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll maybe get your predictions. We're we'll going to do a, a post match uh, Beyond Hamden Park podcast episode, but uh, we'll look back and see how many we got right. So, Brookie, what's your predictions for the three upcoming games? Um, I think we're going to. Uh, I'll start with a positive. We'll beat the Pharaohs, and I think we'll probably draw the other two games. Okay, and that's positive, is it? No, the positive was we're going to beat Pharaohs. <laughs> we got scores then. Scores. Um, okay, I think we'll be nil nil with Austria. I think probably I'll go one one in Israel, and I think we'll beat the Pharaohs. We'll go three nil. Three nil. I'm a bit more optimistic than you. I think we'll get our seven points. Um, I think we'll beat Austria 1-0 uh, without their Bundesliga stars. Uh, I'm the same as you. one all in Israel would be a, probably a good result, judging by if it's mm-hmm. gone so far. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm thinking 5-0 against Pharaohs. I think a Che Adams hat-trick <laughs> um, and Ro- Robertson double as he starts to emulate Alaba. <laughs> <laughs> John, what have you got? I'm going nine points. Like I'm I normally say nine nil. I'm normally the pessimist. No, you are. You've changed. But I'm. I'm new year, new me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say we're going to be scoring loads of goals, so it'll be a a one nil sneaky uh-huh. backs against the wall. One nil, Adam. One nil there. One nil in Israel, and. Uh, Nah, we'll do the Pharaohs, we'll get four Nine. by them. I think. Four. Aye. Jay Adams hat trick and just one Andy Robson. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope so. We'll leave the qualifiers there for now. It's it's hard uh to look forward and ahead to the Euros boys. Um mm. do you think the players and the manager will hey one eye of them as wheel? Uh, despite the inevitable comments that'll come that it's one game at a time, but do you, do you see it? John is a massive distraction uh for these games. You can look at it both ways, I think. For me, I'm much happier than playing competitive games than no playing Diddy friendlies that That's would right. normally happen at a stage before right. a before a tournament. So no, I'm 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 quite happy that it's mm-hmm. and I think there's games there far we should get points. It can Aye. again you kinda said you come away with seven or nine points, morale's good going into mm-hmm. the tournament. If you come away with three points, morale is through the floor. Um, but no, I think we've got to be confident given that we've qualified and take that into the World Cup. Aye. We've got to get a go. You think so, Brookie? You think confidence could take a massive leap or a, or a dent to compare <laughs> how these games go? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, you've got to look at it positively and that the players are all playing for a place in the Euro squad. 
I mean, this is <laughs> given uh, Scotland's history, the time these boys live in and play in, yeah. this is a almost once in a lifetime opportunity <laughs> for these guys. So um, they are all going to be playing for the place in that squad. And uh, I, I kind of see as, you know, um, getting, I kind of see as being out of it after the three games. So as long as there's no big, you know, mix up like a, you know, another sort of 3 0 or whatever away to Israel, like a Kazakhstan type result. Aye, or a massive think... COVID, <laughs> COVID flipping through the squad. Um, uh, but, like that, but I think we'll hey, be all right. Hey, if we come out of those games with less than three points, then we should be right into UEFA and withdrawing ourselves <laughs> for the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think? Clark's tendency to be loyal to his troops um, that this will be the squad that represents us at the Euros other than the two or three that gets trimmed or are there still places up for grabs John for you I would say 20 at least are nailed on mm. um, you could potentially change the McLaughlin a keeper um, mm. I think two centre halves will drop out mm-hmm. I think a striker will drop out and that would be your three. But I think if Forrest shows a bit of fitness, he's Aye. got a chance. I think yep. Turnbull could push his Y in if he has another few good games. Um, probably Ta- Taylor out with Forrest in for me is a no-brainer. Like, Forrest's got to go if he's fit. Aye, Taylor out's yeah. a, a given for me. Uh, Cooper. I, yeah. Cooper will go. Well. Um, yeah, if he's fit. But I think you could see probably Henry Considine. Aye, so there's there's, oh, there's places no. for them to play for, but aye, Hanley maybe. Ah, I think Constantine's gone. He's only there for the song, really. I'd rather tick Constantine than Hanley. Aye, I. definitely. <laughs> okay, um, Baruti, Czech Republic, England, and Croatia. That's our group. How how do you plot our path out of that one? Um, well, I mean, we've got a reasonably good record against Czechs, but. I think the Croatian game is a it's a cracking first game since the good uh, good Croatia. record against Croatia as yeah. well. We we've never lost. We've played them five times. We've won twice, and we've got three draws. Is that our first game? Um, is it Croatia at home? I thought Croatia was the last team, but mm. oh, I can't remember. It's one of the two, obviously. The, the, in the the, I get I get them confused all the time. The two of them, but uh, so I think I mean that has to be the game we're targeting. And as you say, they're sort of like maybe. Nay, the you know they maybe peaked when they um, got to the World Cup final. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think we've got a, a shot there. I can see us sort of getting at least one win. England yeah. take care of itself. I mean, that's just a everybody's up for it, and we'll, we will need a lot of luck on the day and a, and a strong defensive performance, maybe a, a penalty or something. To, you know, I was um, thinking in the forest though, John that. England's strength and depth was frightening, but I looked at their squad that they named for this games, and it's young, inexperienced, yeah. a lot of them. Aye, talented, but young players on their day can hear a stinker and Scotland could do it. I think if you look at their, their kind of defensively in the middle, they're, they're not brilliant. Yeah. I mean, that's coming for us being absolutely honking <laughs> defensively. We can spot a shite defence from, <laughs> from we see it. But, uh, they're certainly areas to expose there aye. but going forward they're frightening like aye, the, aye. I think about Foden's brilliant um, yep and he's not even guaranteed to play kind of thing mm. um, but I I mean their squad's much much better than Scotland's squad but ah, for sure but hey it's a derby game so 
you could nick a point. I think very optimistic you could say five points is doable. Um four could four could be enough. Four could be enough. I think I some think, third place teams will go through. I think we'd need to be very, yeah. very lucky. Like Aye. we need a ride, we're lucking every game. Aye. Aye. Check pump doesn't scare me. I can't they're a better squad than us. Aye, but I think that's something we could get harmed in. We could get a win. Yeah. And I when th- have we ever had, Ken, I mean, we had two games at home in a major championships against teams that we could on our day beat. I mean, it doesn't get much better. Like the, the, mean, you could have said that about Costa Rica, Morocco. Well, <laughs> you could, but for me, it all hinges on whether we've got a crowd of some sort there. Because otherwise, the games at Hamden maybe didn't quite have no. as much uh, about no. them as, as what we'd hope but if we've got maybe say up to 20,000 or something like that in the stadium at that point and I can everybody's pushing towards that mm. that would make a massive difference um, and uh, six points for them games that'll do nicely I think, I think to qualify we need to have fans at Hamden it's not Definitely. even guaranteed we're getting hay games at Hamden so Definitely. well <laughs> decisions, decisions not get beat till April now so you know it's a, it's a nail biter till then now before we move on, what did you think about the boy uh, Jordan's comments on the under-21 England team being better in Scotland? As pop, I would say, what a twit. <laughs> <laughs> Although they have got a decent squad, but nah. But just, hey, just age alone and experience, Scotland would beat them. McTomney scored more goals in Greenwood, and he's saying Greenwood would be our best player. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Boogie, afraid, you still raging for that? I'll, I'll refrain from answering because I kind of—I was about to say—I wouldn't be able to answer without swearing. So um, to be honest, that boy, I, I, that boy often talks a lot of sense on Talksport, but that's nonsense for me. Yeah, that's nonsense. nonsense. It would be a close game. <laughs> I was as for Scotland though. <laughs> Just maybe wanted to to uh, talk a little bit about the, the vacant Celtic job because uh, Roy Keane's the latest high-profile name to be linked to it. But one name that when I go away is that of our our man Steve Clark. Are we in danger of losing him after the Euros, Brookie? Um, well, he's near ruling himself out. That much was clear yeah. um, earlier in the week when he spoke, um, which I, I suppose, if being honest, you probably wouldn't have. It's maybe about the only job he would leave Scotland for, I think, mm. and given what we know about him. But I don't think he's a man for Celtic. You know, he's not play their style of football no, that the fans will demand. I mean, could you imagine lining up at him against Hamilton with other superstars playing for a 1-0? It's not going yeah. to work out. So yeah, superstars I think, is pushing it like, but... <laughs> well, well, compared to... Ah, um, Kefir, Kefir, yeah. John? No. Nah, not going anywhere. Nah. We'll be leading us to Qatar. I think he did come out and say, I mean, he wants to, I said that, I, for, see for you, I, I said this the other week, it wouldn't have bothered me if he did both jobs, I don't think. I think it would be tricky if there was a big Rangers presence in the squad, uh, there's no just now and there's probably no going to be a massive presence in the squad, but I just think that would get in the wire at, at some point, but aye, aye. if it was a yeah, different if job, if it was a different maybe, club, aye, aye. I get you. Uh, okay, uh, if I had your fancy for that job, Brookie, if uh, if it's Nega B Clark, keen against Gerard would be a be a cracking battle. That's for sure. <laughs> I've now got a massive vested interest in this because as an Aberdeen fan, well, you, you do as a, a pundit on this show, though. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> putting that hat on. I'd love to see Keane just because he's an absolute mental case, um, and the, the blow-ups would be fantastic. Um, so I, I'll go for Keane just for the entertainment value. <laughs> uh, 
John, if I, if I, if I think, uh, I, I would like to see Keane just because I would love to see him <laughs> do a honking job. Um, <laughs> and I'd, Arsenal fan coming in. I think I think Gerard would take Keane as well in the fight. I think so. I, I think it's all, it's all bravado. <laughs> I think he's a mouth in the action. Like Gerard would take him. Well, there's video evidence of Gerard beating boys up in pubs, isn't there? So. Well, there we go. <laughs> the old um, firm game's obviously coming up. Um, make yep. make no odds on the on the league title. Obviously, it's it's done and dusted, but it's it's never a friendly. Uh, Rangers massive favourites for a scene, or especially now the route of Europa, they'll be going for that sort of unbeaten season, surely. But it's the only thing left for them to play for. But ugh, let's be real here, it, it wouldn't matter. Nah. For, can come the end of the season, they're not going to be worrying about losing this old firm game. They're going to be. That's it. They're going to be just delighted to win a title. Um, I think Celtic might beat them, actually. Uh, they seem to be just a wee bit off the ball. Too much party in Brookie, you think? Uh, aye, but why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you can't blame them, eh? Because uh, no. of COVID restrictions in Brookie, they shouldn't be partying. No. <laughs> no, no it's zoo, it was a Zoom title party, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly near the fans. <laughs> no, that was a disgrace. Yeah. I was uh, disappointed to see... Uh, Mayor disappointed, actually, to see Gerard hanging out a windy and egging it on. Can emotions run high, but for me, that was out of order. Like. I think they're going to be punished for that Brookie bit. Brookie, you'd, you'd have been doing it pitodry if, if uh, the, the tables were turned, wouldn't you? Aye, but well, you'd have, you'd have real, jogged in for really, We're in a real theoretical <laughs> sort of situation here because that's never happened in my lifetime. So, um, but I, I would have done. Had, uh, it did happen uh, in your lifetime. But, well, okay, I was. <laughs> a bit, I, was, I wasn't able to drive myself up when I was just a bairn. So, um, no, uh, uh, it was always going to happen. Uh, then I came why it's such a surprise. The biggest problem <laughs> I had with that whole thing was the. The police response, <laughs> and it was like, uh, we're just going to no just chaperone you into the town centre so you can all move about even more, can, instead of keeping them all in the one place and that, but um, I, I think it was uh, it was always going to happen, and probably mere folk should have been trying to plan for that kind of thing in advance. Aye, okay. I uh, think it's probably a good thing that they won the title last week, rather than uh, Celtic. Yeah. I mean, for a Rangers fan, it would have been absolutely brilliant to win it at Celtic Park, but... Ah, for sure. But, for, uh, for Glasgow, probably not. <laughs> again, this is the only game in history that uh, there's massive concerns that a game going to heed because of crowd trouble when the crowd's not even allowed in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> guard of honour, boys? Should sell, like, yeah. give Rangers a guard of honour? No. Uh, don't be so... I don't, don't, be so I don't believe in them anyway. Don't. Any... Teams. Never mind. Rivals. I've had to D one once when uh, it was either Hermes or Cooter won a league, and we played them the the following week, and it was horrible. It's not. A, it's not a thing anybody wants to do. That's something no. that you should want to do. And it's it's a rugby nicey nicey thing, isn't it? I think no, Rangers be, be. didn't do it for Celtic though. It, no, another I, season. So. I don't think they should have to give them. I mean, I would. I wouldn't want to give anybody a guard honour after they've won a title <laughs> that you were going for, especially a rival. Okay. Uh, have other other teams been given Celtic guards of honour over the last sort of nine years? Oh, probably they are. Why do the Celtic? Don't they? <laughs> the Diddy teams have, but I don't think Rangers did. I bet it's just a, it's just a game, man. They're the best team. Just give them a clap on. It's it's really petty nonsense. It's it's not worth getting your your uh, knickers in a twist but for me. You say that, but it's, it obviously means a lot more. Yeah, the boys do now. Possibly, but hey. 
Fit every Don's fans like you, Brookie, you're quick to slag off the old firm clubs, but would you genuinely like to see them out a Scottish football in into the English leagues, for example? Um, I say I would. Um, I, I've spoken about this before. I say I would. Um, just because it would make it interesting for a start. It'd be great to be part of, you know, supporting a team that had realistic chances of winning a league and stuff like that, and any other team could win a league and stuff. That kind of side of it's appealing, but I guess over the piece, um, you would miss, well, obviously, the the interest in Scottish football as a whole would probably go down. Um, the things that go with it, you know, yeah. presence on TV, fans, yeah. sponsorship, all that. It does it all. And, and not being an old firm fan, it's not great to admit it because you'd want to believe that you'd still have pool, you know, for yeah. the product that you've got. But I, I, I kind of see it happening anyway. I wouldn't lose any sleep if they went, but I think we'd probably be poorer overall for it. Definitely. Um, so, Definitely. Yeah. John, there'd be massive clubs doing there in their time, though, with, with the backing that they've got, the well, money they would get. It depends where they're going. Can they kind of just go straight into Premiership. It would need to be a restructuring of some... Aye, but, but Ken Rangers have shown that they can get demoted to the, the third division and come back pretty quickly. Well, <laughs> I, I, I did see in, a, in the news this week that uh, Belgium and Holland kind of look into potentially merge the okay. top leagues, uh, which to me, I think it's a worrying precedent because F- it's yeah. a matter of time before you big European teams jump in at and go, right, get all the money boys together. And I don't think we've got time to speak about this week. It's probably a hell show, but for me, that European Super League, that's a death knell for football. Aye. Aye. We've got a Champions League and that's, that's great. That's enough. So... Um, Rangers and Celtic got to go and play in England, siphon all the money back up the road to their Colt teams, and then spread it around Scottish football. That's maybe not such a bad idea. <laughs> Aye, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brookie, let's uh, let's get to it. You've been itching to speak about Aberdeen, uh, the Hell Knight. Um, it's your passion. Your team have binned off their gaffer, Derek McInnes, after a lot of speculation and calls for a small section of the support. Um, Duncan Chalmers on last week, he's a season ticket holder and he certainly wasn't fully on board with the sacking, but you on the other hand, you've been calling for it for, for some time. Yeah, a wee while. Um, I, I listened to the show, <laughs> I listened to Duncan um, and really enjoyed it. I agreed with a lot of what he had to say. Mm. I mean, listen, listen McInnes did a, a great job for the first four years or so. Um and I would just say that he probably just stayed on one contract too long. Um, uh, but the change from you know signing that, you know, turning down the Sunderland job, and and from sort of then on, it, things did uh, go downhill rapidly for me. I mean, he kept going on about this holy grail of third place and stuff like that. But I mean, we we were picked to that by. Kelly and Motherwell in the last two years and let's be honest if he'd stayed here I think very unlikely we would have got it this season we still might not um, so again that's half his time he's, he's not even meeting his own expectations um, and, and we, I mean I must admit as a fan he gave me and that team the teams he put together in the first sort of four years some of the best or all the best moments that I've had as an Aberdeen fan yeah. um, some wonderful away days wonderful cup runs European games just absolutely fantastic stuff um, some brilliant attack and football and that but I mean do you think he could have brought that back and rebuild another team because managers can even the great Sir Alex had, had two three seasons for it didn't yeah. go right before he rebuilt the team 
Possibly. I mean, he's maybe just had to do it too many times. I yeah. think he was, if this summer, if he'd stayed on, he would have been building maybe his fourth or fifth team. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of churning. That's maybe to be expected at a club like Aberdeen. But when you're bringing guys like Ash Taylor back in, who was absolutely <laughs> ridiculously bad in his first... Oh, he's, oh, he's terrible. Um, and you're bringing him back in. Uh, that's on you, right? And he probably couldn't afford to turn down guys like McGinn and Hayes, but they're not the same players they were when we were flying with them on the wings, kind of in the first sort of spell. Yeah. But it's just the style of football, lack of tactics, well, or, the, or the only tactics being sort of a negative setup. It was just, it was draining for the fans that were for watching it. I, I think he's possibly been a victim of his own success because. You know, like I said, that first sort of spell where he did have a wonderful attacking team, Rooney through the middle with McGinn and Hayes and stuff like that, trying to have to recreate that level of success. Um, you know, it was always going to be very difficult. Um, but I just look at all the signings he made. He made I think he made, he's made like 90-odd signings in his time there. And it's been talked to death on all the forums and stuff like that. And you'd maybe give 15, 18 a push would be a success. And there's all the, the rumors that Russ Richardson is really the only main sort of scout. I mean, we never signed MD outside the UK or Ireland the whole time he was in charge. Mm. He's going to tune and sign a folk for sort of third tier in England all the time. When it just... It was felt very same samey all the time, and I think then you add in the fact that he was on a very very good personal contract. He was backed massively by the club in his tenure in terms of getting players in, wages, transfer fees, albeit modest in in today's game, but for Scottish football, still transfer fees, you know, and just not delivering that last three or four years. Dave Cormack's come in. He wants to Aberdeen become a top one hundred club in Europe get to the group stages of Europa League well it's never seemed further away than since you know Dave Cormack it's, it was more likely before Dave Cormack came in than um, you know mm. since he has come in but I, th- I just feel like we've, we've kind of gone backwards and he just wasn't able to get the right reaction um, for the, the players and like I say the, the tactics and that and the negativity um, yeah I think okay. it was just run its course OK well let you hear a bit of breath there that's well rehearsed <laughs> and, uh, but uh, <laughs> John from the outside for you it seems a bit of a strange move getting rid of a manager who has, who's brought about Aberdeen as much success as they can probably expect I would say so I mean i didn't I, I pretend to be an expert on Aberdeen or um, how the clubs run and, and fit have you, but looking for the outside, the number of third place finishes um, or top four, um, if Aberdeen are saying and it's right that third is the best they can expect, then um, if you come fourth one season, that's like... Man United coming second in the league kind of thing. They expect to win it every season. Um, up, you're not going to meet your goal every single season. That's just FIBA. Um So I just think you've got to be careful fit you, fit you wish for, really, because it was almost one, one a guaranteed... Trophy, uh, one trophy in his time when Rangers, Hibs and Hearts were basically near in the picture is... Uh, I can say like we're probably... Uh, Felt like a rampant, and they met them a lot, they didn't were. they? The other boys that oh, won trophies had... didn't really meet the old firm all that much. You know, we there are a lot of clubs who've won trophies in that time that were in a Celtic as well, mm-hmm. particularly. You know, but they also um, didn't have to play Celtic, did they? 
Nay, nay in the last three, four the years, we, though, because Celtic won every trophy for the last no, no, three, I, four but years. That, the first four years, we we had opportunities to. Um, you were um, happy in the first trophies. four years. I know, but looking <laughs> back, we never, we never won. You know, we we should have had more. Yeah. And and it goes back to the one trophy in twenty five, twenty six years for a club who almost always have the third biggest budget is it's probably it's near unreal to expect more as a fan and I think Dave Cormack said that earlier in the week himself it's it's near ridiculous to think that we should hopefully expect more um, you've certainly got a hope for Mayor. If you're not hoping for Mayor, yeah, then then yeah, you exactly. shouldn't be supporting your team. But at the same time, I'm sure Derek McInnes was hoping for Mayor as well. And the next manager that comes in, I'll be hoping to to win something in that. But <clears throat> I just yeah. I just feel that there could be a wee downturn, and and how quick are Aberdeen fans going to be to? Oh, we're not really enjoying being sixth or seventh in the league. If if that's the case, can hopefully for Aberdeen, that is not the case. But I'll be the same guys that were shouting for Strachan to come back for Scotland. They'll be shouting for McInnes to come back to Aberdeen. <laughs> Strachan, Aberdeen, Ruggie. Would you take Strachan? Uh, uh, is it for you? Because we're, we're running out of time. FD, I'm on a log. Yeah. But um, sorry, give me give me one name that you would like to see that's realistic. That's on that list of potentials. Realistic, very, very probably over league, but. Slight chance I would like to see if we could get Alex Neal if he becomes free in the summer after his last four years at Preston. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he. But there's no, there's slim pickings just now if you're looking at the names. Okay. John Stephen Glass is the overwhelming favourite. Big big gamble. Ah, uh, that's just about Cormac's pal. I think that Aye. would be bad news for Aberdeen if they're appointing the chairman's pal. It doesn't show great ambition to me. Like um, he did seem to kind of distance himself a wee bit for it in midweek these comments, but he's maybe he's just still... enjoying being the Atlanta under twenties coach or something, <laughs> is he? He's still two to five, is it, Brookie? Ah, uh, he's still the overwhelming favourite. But Cormac distanced himself earlier in the week. It seemed to be in that sort of club. Um, presentation that went out of speech. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it just it it might work out to be the best thing you know we could have done, but I, I, it does represent a big risk, doesn't it? Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Especially yeah. when you've gone for consistently doing well. Yeah. No, I, I think it could be tough times for Aberdeen on the horizon, unfortunately, but uh, it remains to be seen. Brookie, what do you think about my tip, Derek Adams? <laughs> Did you see that this week with the, <laughs> uh, the boy? Because uh, boy, boy, that boy was was a caretaker before he got a job, eh? And he, uh, he never got a job. And then Derek bent him off. I froze him off. But he's he's they got a great reputation. Um, like your players didn't need to like you to be successful. Player, nobody would have liked Alex Ferguson if he was not winning. Yeah. Uh, possibly, <laughs> but you've seen how that worked out for um, Mark McGee. I was listening to your Stuart Duff uh, aye, podcast, aye, aye. Uh, that kind of thing. You know, um, there's got to be something that the players buy into. Um, so I was, uh, we'll wait and see. I was going to ask you, Brookie, one last thing on the Stephen Glass thing. Um, if he ticks in Scott Brown as coach or assistant manager, you cannot be supporting that. Uh, I think that's just Glasgow paper noise for me um, I think Aberdeen's just a vehicle I think they're poking fun at Scott Brown but um, hmm. he would certainly sort some of the boys it wouldn't be <laughs> kick some arses I think um, so uh, I just it's not worth debating I think he's coming that's not going to happen 
just a little bit on Aberdeen, very quickly, which I can't say your strong point when you're, you're passionate about something. But uh, would you like to see the new manager in and get his feet in before the end of the season? Uh, yeah, if we can get the right person, yeah, the sooner the better because there's it's probably well documented, um, but there's a lot of players going out, of, you know, first team players going out of contract, so. Um, It'd be best to get someone in to try and assess if there's anybody needing re-signed. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, Stephen Glass I, is isolating I, in the Grand Plaza, isn't he? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, maybe the next pod will we'll can chat about the new Aberdeen manager, whoever that will be. I, I think that's the last I'll speak about McInnes on this because uh, he's gone now. Yeah, um, he's gone. Well, we can have a pod speaking about uh, how long we're going to give Stephen Glass to turn it around. <laughs> Okay, um, John, someone that was interesting that came out this week and someone you spent a long time in your playing career, the junior football, uh, they called it a day for the season this week and a right decision, eh? Oh, absolutely. It should have been made a long time ago, to be uh, honest. Um, and I'm flabbergasted that the Highland League have not followed suit. Like, No, as a boy, can you, you're saying? I think Houston, the kind of league secretary or whatever, he, he said... They weren't just quite ready to make that decision, which for fans and clubs and players to be hanging on, Aye. I just think it, it's just an obvious decision, just null and void it. Aye. I came when I spoke to, to Stuart Anderson, he seemed pretty confident and keen to get going again, but I think if it's not a beat till mid-May, you just call it and, and start afresh, get a proper pre-season and go for it. Eh? Aye, definitely, it's... It's unlike the juniors to come out and make a, make a call, so I was quite pleased to see that, and it just gives folk a bit of clarity for... Uh, you're usually only getting your fixtures uh, the week before, <laughs> never mind yeah. a decision on the season. like So uh, well done to them for, for finally making a decision, and, and boys can go and just relax and come back for pre-season. Um, you making a comeback, Brookie? Uh, hey, I've st- I do still consider it every now and again. I miss it. <laughs> I miss it a lot. But no, I think I'm uh, safe to say it's just fives for me. Uh, okay, boys. Um, I was like, Teddy, are we top five in the last section to, to finish off? And, and in honour of Che Adams' call up to the Scotland squad, you guys have been putting together a top five foreign born Scotland players for me. So, uh, Talk me through who you've got. Who's going first? Yep, I'll start. Um, the first thing uh, we've got is Richard Goff. Uh-huh. Born, we think, in South Africa. Brought up maybe in Sweden. Sweden. Certainly had one Swedish parent, I think. Yep. Um, so he was a he was a definite in the list. Um, alongside probably McCall and Gorham were the first three that came up. Aye, McCall aye. and Gorham both yeah. born in England and think they were three that were obvious to start with. And McCall, McCall spoke with a broad Yorkshire <laughs> accent, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Scored in the World Cup for Scotland though and certainly played with passion when he played. Uh, he was yeah. good in Euro 96s really, aye. played well at tournament. Aye. What else is on that list, Brookie? Is that a combined list, boys? Uh, you got your end list. I think it was the way was Maloney on it. We got Maloney there. Aye, aye. Yeah, born in Malaysia, obviously. Yep. And then with a wee disagreement, we Fletcher and Brookie had Stephen Fletcher and I had uh, Don Hutchison. Okay. I think so we managed to sneak Hutchison on. Like, what was Stephen Fletcher born in? England, Shrewsbury, I think. Okay. Aye. 
Uh, and Hutchison was he was very English. Aye, aye. Does he does he sneak in for that uh, goal at goal Wembley and the winner against Germany? Aye, uh, just on the uh, the Wembley goal alone, I suppose he pips Stevie Fletcher. Yep. Again, um, Fletcher, because again, I think you do as well. I keep a spreadsheet. I'm a I'm a games of beat uh, goals, goal scorers, mm-hmm. and Stevie Fletcher was top it for a while. But when we did some digging earlier, I think like six of his goals for Scotland have been against Gibraltar and Malta. Yeah, two hat tricks <laughs> against Gibraltar and a double at Malta. I think uh, one uh, at I think Hutchinson maybe sneaks on that list then for me. Aye. Would yeah. you Would you rank them, Brookie? I kind of had Goff, McCall, Goff. Gorham, Maloney, yeah, I'd Hutchinson. Be, I'd go Goff, Gorham, McCall. Maloney Hutchison, yeah, so we're almost the same. Aye, uh, I would maybe just him a call above Gorham, like just because of Gorham's 98 debacle in it, the yeah, World Cup thing. Yeah, well, the um, golf's timed in the end very well, you know, uh, did it no. with the old catch a bar red card and that's him away. Switzerland was it in a humping. Aye, uh, uh, okay. There's been a lot of sort of dross that has not been Scottish yeah. playing for Scotland either. Have you got a a few shockers. Uh, hi, we came up well this for that as well. Uh, to be fair, um, with the Bertie and Levine errors, you probably could yeah, have had a top. I mean, you were very close to cap then. Aye, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just about my time. Was the ultimate uh, top five shockers then that foreign-born Scotland be, players. I'm got Chris Commons. I, I kind of swear, obviously, but I would like to. But Chris Commons tops my list. Uh, he's, he sure. was in the Richie mould, didn't he? Yeah, use Scotland as a platform to get a couple of zeros in the contract. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who else we we did we agree on Ollie McBurney? <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, to be honest, my 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 other three were just uh, for the Berry era. It, it could be, but I went so I, there was a, some crackers there. So Robbie Stockdale, Jay McEvely, so by Williams Gray. and I went there. Aye, oh, there's some crackers. And that's just the Eans that were born, obviously, outside Scotland. <laughs> if you got the list of other players that got caps under Bertie, um, we could be here for a long time. But uh, that was that was my five. Did you have different five or these combined? No, we kind of agreed on that. There was probably a lot more we could have added into them. Aye, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Well, this is where we say goodbye, but don't fret, we will be putting out a Beyond Hamden Park podcast after the three games are by we. So it'd be good to see you again then, boys. But bye for now. Cheers, Cheers James. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye bye. Thanks one last time to John and Brookie for stepping in at last minute. That audio was edited from a radio show we did on Saturday morning, so hopefully it sounded okay. Scotland really is a subject we're we're passionate about. As said as well, Scott Thompson will be joining me in Series 5 now. Um, The lineup for that is still being put together right now, but is shaping up nicely. For info on the pod, guest news, etc., keep your eyes peeled on our social media Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. 
there's a wee competition coming up on there on the back of this podcast if you're listening soon after release if you're catching up weeks or months later then apologies but snooze you lose subscribe rate and review to us as well uh, at apple and google Podcasts, spotify or an anchor fm and never miss a new release again this week was the penultimate episode of series four i'll be back for the series finale next week where i'll be joined by odmar Faro, the Faro islands international to tell us what it's like to be ripped apart by devon's side one weekend to having cristiano ronaldo in the hipper on the wednesday bye for now <laughs>